some of your favorite things are in the whole world. What are the things that you look forward to playing with when you get home from school? What are the things that you really love? You're like, I love this thing. What would it be that if I came and took it away, you'd be upset? I'm not going to, but what would it be? Have a wee think about that while I get a couple of things out. What would it be? What would be your favorite thing? Right. What's your favorite thing? A rooster? Do you actually have a rooster at home? No? Is it a toy? No? Okay. I'll ask someone else as well. That's all right. Good. Rooster. Interesting. What's up, what are some of the things that you love in the world? What kind of thing? What stuff do you have? What toys do you love? Yes, go. Scale extracts, yes, some of the grown-ups enjoy that too. Yeah, what else? Yeah. Gold coins. What? Donuts. Go-karts. Oh, okay, right, okay. Got you. I'm with you, I'm with you. What else? Yeah. A Samsung Galaxy 3. Oh, okay, good. Right, okay, what else? Yes, Rachel. Sorry? Lendrick Muir. Yes, okay, that's good. We'll get to that later. Good. <laughs> some of the stuff, some of the toys. Stuff. Do you know, boys and girls, grown-ups like lots of stuff. I don't know. I wonder if you would maybe have some things like fidget spinners. Yeah? Yeah? That's my one. Don't take that from me. Okay. Maybe you like uh, Lego, ca Le Lego cards. <laughs> Lego cards. Or maybe you like mobile phones? No? Maybe you like money? Some of the grown-ups are like this. Maybe you like iPads? There's not one in there, just in case. Maybe you like holidays, okay? These are all kind of things that we can think, well, I really love that stuff. And actually, if all that stuff was taken away from me, I think I'd be a bit worried. My sermon's gone. It's coming back. Okay. Now, there's the, the, when you love something that much, there's a word for it. And the Bible uses a word for this. Do you know what it is? It's the word treasure. All right? It talks about the kind of things that you treasure. In other words, you love them so much, you look forward to playing with them when you get home from school. If ever you were to lose them, you'd be a little bit upset and worried. Now, the question I want to ask you this morning is, would you be willing to give these things up if I told you about something more valuable? Would you? Have, keep that thought in your head, because I want to tell you about a better treasure than all of the toys and all of the stuff that either little ones or grown-ups can have. It's a great treasure, and it's a treasure that's told in this story that Emily read to us a few minutes ago from Matthew chapter 13, a story about two guys who make one discovery, one special find that changes everything about them. So I'm gonna need two helpers for these two guys. And I've, I know there was gonna be hands, I've already preempted. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have Caleb come up and Lucy come up and join me. Is that all right? Good, come up and join me. Now, 
Caleb, you come stand here, and Lucy, you come stand over here behind this pile. All right? Good. Hello. Oh, and the microphone. What's your name? Hello. Caleb. So, <laughs> Caleb. 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 And your name is? Lucy. Lucy. Good. And you're going to help me. Now, the two guys in this passage, two people in this passage, the first one, if he was a Lego card, he'd be the farmer, right? So let's have the farmer up. What kind of things should we do with a farmer? I think you're going to, well, actually, he's a bit of a worky and a farmer. I didn't really have many farming stuff, so I brought a fireman's helmet, but that doesn't matter. Okay? And I bought a, a, a high-vis jacket because it's, it's hard work out in the field, and you're going to need a spade. All right? Good man. Great. He's all set. Brilliant. He doesn't really look like a farmer. He doesn't look like a fireman, but that's all right. It's a farmer in this story. Just go with me. Creative imagination time. All right? Now... Farmer has just had, Farmer Caleb has just had a cup of tea and he's gone back to work in the field and he starts digging away. Good, good. A bit more effort. That hat's really getting in the way, isn't it? Okay. All of a sudden, clunk, 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 he bangs into something hard and he says, Out. All right. That, it jarred his wrists. That's what happened. Okay, right. And so he digs around, and do you know what he finds? A chest. He finds something. And what's in the chest? Do you want to open it up? Hold on. Give me your spade. Open it up for me. What's in it? Oh! Chocolate coins. It's technically, it is chocolate coins, but uh, for the story, it's treasure. All right? It's treasure. Never work with children. It's treasure, everyone. It's treasure, right? Loads of treasure. Look at all that treasure. Brilliant. Now, the treasure was hidden in the field, but pirates didn't put it there, okay? Back in the days when they didn't have banks, okay, people used to bury their money and their treasure in a field, but somebody's obviously gone and done this and they've forgotten where they'd, where they'd buried it. Caleb, Farmer Caleb's come along and dug it up and he's just like, wow. Do you know what he does? He puts the lid back on it. He puts it back in the hole that he's just dug it from. He gets his spade. And he covers it all over. Use the Sainsbury's bag. Use the bag. There you go. That's it. There you go. Well done. So he covers it over. Now, do you know what he does? He runs away. And guess what he does? You know, his most precious possession is his fidget spinner. Hold that. It's fidget spinner. And you know what he does? He goes away and he sells that. He sells actually everything that he's got in order to come back and buy this field. Because do you know what happens after that? The treasure is his. He realizes this is so valuable, so precious, so special that he will sell everything he's got, even his silly fireman's hat, in order to come and get it. Okay? That's what he does. Now, the second person. Hello. What's your name? Lucy. Lucy. And Lucy, well, Lucy is going to be the second person in our story. And if she was the person in this story, if it was a Lego card, it would be the businessman card, right? This is the business. Now, what a businessman wear, right? Okay, I'm going to make you a businesswoman, my dear. Okay? Let's get you dressed up quickly. All right? Pop that on. This was the tie that I wore when I preached here with a view, and I still got the job. It's really quite amazing. <laughs> Paul Reese hated it, by the way. He actually did. There you go. And we'll put a jacket on. Okay. Now... Do you know what else? Now, he found his treasure by accident. Businesswoman Lucy 
found it on purpose. You know what? She's out searching for it. Do you know what she's searching for? Pearls. 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 That's right. Well done. Pat on the back. You can get five of them when we're finished. Okay. Pearls. Now, pearls are very, very expensive jewels, all right? Now, back then, they were extremely precious. Do you know, at one time, a man in history once said that a queen in Egypt called Cleopatra had a pearl that was worth about 25,000 denarii back then. That's worth like four billion pounds. You don't even know how much money that is. That's absolutely huge, but it's way more than any of your mums and dads have got, okay? So it's a lot of money, right? I think, anyway. Anyway, now, Lucy, here is a person who knows what real treasure is because she goes out. Ah, do you know what else you need? You need that. Because she spots treasure. She knows treasure when she sees it. And do you know what? She's out one day and she comes across this. What is this? A Krispy Kreme donut balloon. It's actually a big pearl. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was hiding that bit from them, so as to avoid advertising. A it's big, a pearl. It's a big pearl, right? You have that big pearl, don't break it, okay? Okay, now she, guess what she does to get this pearl? She goes away and she sells this unbelievably expensive tie. And actually, everything else that she's got in order to buy this one pearl. She even sells every single one of those other pearls. Do you know why? Because this Pearl is the most precious pearl in the world. Nobody in the world has a pearl like this in the same way that nobody in the world has treasure like this. You can hold that just now. Thanks, I'll take that back. Good, okay? Good. Now, why is Jesus telling us this story about these two people who sold whatever they had in order to get this special treasure? To teach us what it means, to teach us what it means to treasure him, to treasure Jesus. He's the one who is the tre like the treasure that's hidden in the field. He's the one who is like the pearl that was found. Because he says, this is the discovery that they make. The treasure is Jesus. He starts off saying, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field and a merchant looking for fine pearls. Now, whenever the Bible talks about the kingdom of heaven, it just talks about the place where God lovingly rules over us, and that's Jesus who rules over us. He is a good king. He is a gracious king. He's a loving king. He calls on us to live in a way that pleases him and realize that it's the best way that would make us happiest. And he's the treasure, that's the treasure, to be a part of his kingdom and to be loved by him. The tricky thing is, that's not really the way that we live. We live the way we want to live in our lives, actually, whether we're little or grown up. We set our own rules, we think that we decide what's right and what's wrong, and even though sin breaks our hearts and breaks our relationships and breaks our world, boys and girls, People live without God as king and live as if they're in charge. And do you know what God sees that as? It's like one great big I hate you to God. But that doesn't take away from the fact that he's still God. That doesn't take away from the fact that he's still in charge. No, actually, the fact that he's in charge still means that we will one day stand before him and explain ourselves, maybe like we have to do with our parents at home or with a teacher at school. And what happens when we do something wrong? Well, we can get punished in some way, can't we? 
Well, it's the same with God. He gives us what we ask for in that punishment, and that's forever without him. But here is the great news. Here's the thing that makes this pearl and this treasure, this Jesus, the most precious thing ever. It's that he did something about the fact that we were facing his punishment. He did something about the fact that we were living as if we were in charge. The Bible tells us that Jesus took our punishment for us. And that's like, that's like some, you breaking a window at school, for example, and someone coming along and saying, don't punish them, punish me instead. Let them go free as if they've done nothing wrong, I'll be punished, I'll do the punishment exercise, I'll stay in for the playtime for the next two weeks, and so on, and they take our punishment. Now that's what the Bible says that Jesus has done for us, but at a great big level. He took our punishment when he died so that people like us, now get this, we can find forgiveness for our sins, we can become friends with God, we can really experience the love of God and live with the promise of forever happiness with him in a new world without the bad things and without the sad things. And that is what makes these things and Jesus himself the thing that is most valuable to us. Because all of the stuff that we have, the holidays, the nice ties, the iPads, the money, the Lego cards, the fidget spinners, all of that is worth nothing compared to the love and the grace and the forgiveness that God gives us in his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the truth. Now, what he wants us to do, there actually, there's one big problem that we face. There's one big problem. Now, do you know what it is? Some people say, well, it's all this stuff. All this stuff is in the way. People say it's the Lego cards and the iPads and the friends and the money and the holidays, all this stuff, but it's not actually that. Jesus says, it's your heart that's the problem. The problem is not that you've got this stuff. The problem is that you put too much value on it. The problem is that you just love this stuff. You love your Lego cards, you love your fidget spinners, you love your PlayStation, you love your Xbox more than you love Jesus. And that's a big problem, because that gets in the way. Because when you really come to understand who Jesus is and what he's done for us, you'll see that there is no one more precious no one more special, that you will give up absolutely anything that you've got in order to know him. And that's the point that Jesus is trying to make. That's the treasure that he wants you to find. He is a treasure so valuable, you'd give up everything you have to belong to him. Make Jesus your number one. Make Jesus your number one treasure. And if treasuring other things more than Jesus makes your heart sad and you see that that's wrong, that's a good thing. But, but you can say to God that you believe in Jesus and treasure him above all things just now. And here's what you can do. You just politely say, sorry, thank you, please. Sorry for the wrong things I do. Uh, thank you for showing me the problem in my heart. Forgive me and help me love you and treasure you above everything else. And that's what I want to do want you to do. Yes, and be obedient too. Absolutely. Good. <laughs> Let's pray together, shall we? Father, thank you so much for this little story that Jesus told about these two different people who, with joy and real happiness, sold everything they had. They were, able, they were willing to give up stuff that they treasured and loved, stuff that was precious to them and important to them. They were willing to give that up so that they could get you.
for you are special. None of these other things can give us forgiveness of sins. None of these other things can give us eternal life. None of these other things have the kind of value in forever that you give us. And so we pray that whether we're young or we're old today, we'd understand the great truth of the gospel and come to believe in the Lord Jesus, our great king and our great treasure. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Thanks for listening.